Kara. Yes. Guess what? What? I have a story for you today. Okay. And it's a murder story. I cannot wait. Because this is the Witch's Magic Murder mystery, mystery podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you go about picking this one? I had no idea what I wanted to do for our first episode. I just started looking at literally Witch's Google. Magic Murder and Mystery and trying to figure out anything. And then I saw this one, which I don't want to say the name of it yet because I, okay. I want the... I want to see what you have to say. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I don't even care what that's about. That's what I'm doing. Doing it. (laughs) Doing it. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready? Oh, hi, I'm Megan. Oh, hey, I'm Kara. (laughs) (laughs) This story today is about the Kentucky Vampire Clan. Huh? (laughs) There's vampires in Kentucky? (laughs) There are. There are vampires. Apparently so. Like a clan. Like a big clan? Well, that is undetermined. Okay. I'm also not clear on if it's still around. I was going to say, do we know if they still exist? This is in Murray, Kentucky. Okay. Do you know where Murray is? Nope. No. Google? Mm-hmm. We might have to. I'm positive. I don't know if I want to Google it. I don't Actually, I don't want to no. go there. This doesn't make me want to go there. No. Okay. So you ready to hear it? Yep. Let's go. So first off, just to let you all know, I got this info from a murdermostfoul.com, the Ledger and Times newspaper from December 6th, 1996, and an article by Richard Stockman on beargrassthunder.com. If you are interested in researching this further, that's where I started. It's also where I stopped. You can go further. <laughs> Not jumping down those rabbit holes. <laughs> okay. The, there's a young man. His name is Roderick Farrell from Murray, Kentucky. They call him Rod. So Roderick, I don't know if it's Farrell or Farrell, but it's spelled. I like Farrell. Okay. He sounds wild. Like a feral cat. Yep. Um, he was born to an unwed mother, Sandra Gibson, mm-hmm. and his dad left him, basically abandoned him for the military and never had any sort of relationship with him. Ugh. And allegedly his maternal grandfather sexually abused him. Ugh. We, don't, have we don't know if that's true. Okay. But it doesn't sound like he had the best. He has issues. I mean, he grows up to lead the Kentucky Vampire Clan, so it's probably safe to say there's some problems. There, Yeah. His mother was a sex worker and an exotic dancer, which is totally fine. Yeah, you do you. That's not a reason to dislike her, but later I'll give you a reason to mm-hmm. dislike her. Okay. Um, and they bonded while he was young over the macabre, right. specifically vampires. So like the okay. Dracula films okay. and some comic book series. Um, <laughs> I think it was before Twilight. Oh, uh, okay. Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> this story is a lot of like Twilight, though. Mm. It's almost exactly Twilight, but not. Oh. Mm. In the fact that they're vampires. So maybe these, do the Collins live in (laughs) By the time Rod was a teenager, he claimed to be a 500-year-old vampire. That's old. And and he started going by the name, when he was 15, he started going by the name Visago. Which is better than Rod, really. It is. How did he choose that? So I did try to figure that out. Because I wanted to know if it was like a character in one of those movies or something. Oh, yeah. And there's different, some people were like, the Sago is a character in an Anne Rice novel, but it never said which one. And then another one was that it's like some kind of demon name. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. Have you ever seen the original Ghostbusters? Yes. Love it. Oh, no. Wait. It's not the original Ghostbusters. Dang it. it. (laughs) Maybe it's the second one. It's where it has the old guy who lives in the painting. Oh. I kept thinking his name was Visago, but I don't think it is. But. Doesn't he look like a Visago if you picture yeah. him in your head? Oh, okay. yeah. Now that's how I picture Ron. Yeah. Even oh. 15. <laughs> that's exactly how I'm going to picture him, and I'm not going to Google it. Because the story I don't gets see even better. Else. Yeah. You just imagine a 15 year old that looks like that guy. Perfect. 
he was expelled from high school in ninth grade. He's not doing well. <laughs> no. He's got some problems. And, you know, to be fair, he didn't have the best That's start funny. in yeah. life. It doesn't sound like. And so he sort of collected a group of teenagers. And the articles was like, it. He, they all had fairly depressing childhoods. Mm. <laughs> but it doesn't say why. <laughs> but again, <laughs> they became vampires. So, yeah. I mean, I probably could have guessed without them saying right. it. <laughs> These I, were not well-adjusted people. We did not grow up. There's in the some best problems. environment. <laughs> there is this abandoned house near the land between the lakes in okay. Kentucky. And that's where they would meet. So it's like an old stone. It's apparently still there. Oh, and they that, call I was going to ask, should we go? Uh, well. <sighs> that's kind of scary. What if they're still around? I really want to go because I like abandoned uh-huh. places and I like creepy things. But also, um, this story does not make me want to go anywhere near right. Murray, Kentucky. Okay. They call it the Vampire Hotel. Mm. Yeah, I don't know that I'd want to visit if I'm going to be approached by a vampire clan. I don't know how I would react. No. That's where they would meet, and they would have parties there, and they would do drugs, and they would do their rituals. Okay. It said they would do their Little satanic seances. sacrifices. Oh. Whoa. I don't know. The thing is, is I feel like if you have a story about a Kentucky vampire clan, it's pretty easy to be like, they were doing satanic sacri- sacrifices. But yeah. were they? I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't... Or did they just say that to try to be creepy? Yeah, maybe. There were a bunch of other members of the group, but there are three others specifically involved in this murder I'm about to tell you about. Okay. One of them is Dana Cooper, Charity Keys, and Scott Anderson. So it was even two guys and two girls? Yes. Okay. They all believed they were vampires. Okay. Which I guess you'd have to, to be... In the clan. In the clan. In October of 1996, um, Rod and it just says another juvenile, so I'm not sure who the other one was. They broke into the local animal shelter and they killed two puppies. Uh-uh. And I know. I didn't like it. No. I didn't like telling you that. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> and they let out a bunch of other dogs. Why? Well, because they're vampires and where I guess that's what go- you do. Where did the dogs go? They just let them out of their kennels. I don't think they let them out of the shelter. Oh. I don't know. It just uh, says out of their kennels. I'm not sure. That's weird. The sheriff at the time said that due to the way the animals were dealt with, there was some indication that this incident was related to some kind of cult activity, which sort of, I don't want to think too hard about, but it makes me think there's something obviously ritualistic about it. Yeah. But But also like how many cult activities have these officers dealt with to be like, well, that's a cult. (laughs) In Murray, Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a very good point. (laughs) What is happening in Murray, Kentucky? Let's call them. So we, <laughs> okay, let's do it right now. Let's, let's do it on Officer, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we were, if we were like, listen, we're recording a podcast. They would be, be like, like I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some kind of cult activity and he seemed to know that there were others involved, but they could only charge those two. Okay. And at that time he said that they thought there were like 10 people in the group. Oh. Later, I saw another article that said the authorities thought there were 25 to 30 people in the group. My geez. It's a lot of vampires. That's I don't know how big of a place Murray is. I, that's either. what I was about to ask. Like, do we know how big Murray is? Like, There's is a that college. a lot for that claim? There's a... <laughs> I mean, I feel like any number is too many for a vampire claim. So true. I feel like I may have known a baseball player from Murray, Kentucky. Oh, could we call him? Maybe. <laughs> Let's look him up on Facebook. Hey, Brandon. <laughs> I have questions. I have so many questions for you. Were you in the vampire Oh, club? man. Well, do you want to hear how people joined? Yeah, please. Okay. So Rod was the leader. Okay. 
he would cut his arm and they had to drink his blood. But why? Because he was the 500-year-old amazing vampire. So this made them more of a vampire? Yes. If they drank his blood. Yeah, that's how you become a vampire. Ugh. Haven't you read the novels? <laughs> All of them? You drink other vampires' blood. Unlike... Wait, no, I thought you became a vampire if a vampire bit you. That's what I was thinking. Like, how? But I think if we go by the um, the science of the Lost Boys movie... Oh, yeah. Remember, like, he got yeah. bitten, and then within a certain period... He drank... Mm, no, I... I don't remember. I think he had to kill his first person. Because he drank the blood, and that's when he started turning. Oh, yeah. But to complete the cycle, I can't remember what he had to do. I don't remember either. Maybe we are going to have to contact your friend that went to Murray. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Rod met this girl named Heather Windorf. She was 15. My impression is that she moved there and she was new to town. So she told him that her dad was abusive and Rod became obsessed with that fact. Okay. I have a few thoughts on this. Okay. First, we don't know if that's true. Right. Um, I never saw anything that ever went into detail saying whether there was any proof that her dad was abusive. Okay. But he may have been. It also didn't say what type of abusive. So wait, rewind. Did she say that he was abusive or is this coming from Rod? Also don't know that. <laughs> because if he's saying it, then he's like, oh, I had a bad childhood. That like, could she be. She had a bad childhood too. That could be. This is why I did all this. So I guess the main part I want to point out here is that we don't know True. the we situation between yeah. Heather and her dad. And we also don't really know what Heather said about it. Okay. Okay. All I know is what, um, Rod, yeah. So eventually Heather and her family moved to Florida and Rod racked up like hundreds of dollars in long distance phone bills to her house, which makes me think they were dating, but I never saw anything that explicitly said they were dating. Yeah. He just seems to be I mean, if you're going to rack up that much money in phone bills, you're clearly doing some, I mean, you're I mean, sending some, wouldn't you think? multimedia messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had long distance phone bills. I don't think you could send multimedia messages in the days when there were long distance phone bills. That's not a thing anymore, is it? I really don't know. I don't think there are. Like roaming? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I have unlimited data. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Remember when you could only call people after nine o'clock? Oh my gosh. Hey, I'm going to call you for 10 seconds. Call me back at this time. <laughs> So I can have the phone first. <laughs> My papa would get so mad if you called him before 9 p.m. <laughs> like during the week. It was all. And of course, you know, he wasn't generally up after yeah. 9 p.m. So, yeah. yeah. Nights and weekends. <laughs> um, when her. So her parents took away her phone. I, I'm assuming because they were on the phone too much. Okay. And so that really made him mad. And you don't want a mad Visago. No. No. 500 years old, too. It's a lot of anger. That's a lot of anger building up inside of him. <laughs> so he decided he would get the clan together and they were going to go rescue her from her parents. Mm. And it's then, rescue mission. after they got Heather, they were going to go to New Orleans. Because where else would you go? Yeah, and live the rest of their lives there as vampires. Okay. I can see that. That's where I would go. Yeah, for sure. I think that's where Anne Rice's interview with the vampire took place. Mm. Which maybe that's where they got the idea. Yeah. I can see that. But yeah, if you want to go live live openly as a vampire. Right. New live Orleans, openly as anything. New Orleans seems like the best place. Yeah. Witch doctor, anything. Yeah. On November 25th of 1996, so it's like a little over a month after the animal shelter thing, they drove 750 miles from Murray, Kentucky to Eustis, Florida. That's a lot. 
The plan was not originally to kill someone. Okay. All they were planning to do was drive down there, uh-huh. rescue, rescue Heather, okay. and leave. Right. That's it. Okay. They got they got to Heather. They uh-huh. picked her up. They leave, but then the car broke down. Oh, how convenient. Yeah. So this is where it gets really like, oh, like if the car hadn't broken down. All the what ifs. What did this have happened? <sighs> it's a really awful possibility. Uh, you know, like this could have, like if just the car. Yeah. If just you'd kept up with your car maintenance. Yeah. Change that oil. That's a lesson for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> so Heather made a deal with Rod. So they're sitting there. The car's broke down. And she's like, listen. Broke down is what I said. The car <laughs> broke down. down. <laughs> and Heather makes this deal. She's like, I will go. I will take my keys. I'll go back home and unlock everything. How so long that, of a trek was that? I don't know. It doesn't say how long it, they left. But it could have been that far. They had to, they, somehow they were able to get back to her yeah. house pretty quickly. She was like, I'll go unlock everything so that you can steal my family's car. Oh, that's right. And then we'll take that to New Orleans. She couldn't have just been like, hey, mom and dad, I gotta go. I gotta run this errand. Well, well, she was 15, oh, so she yeah, couldn't no, drive she yet. Could, nope, nope. In exchange for that, so she's like, I'll unlock the car. I'll unlock the house. You can steal the car. And since I'm doing that for you, for me, you will perform the turning ritual in which I will consume your blood and officially be a vampire. Huh. So nice. they did that. That was a busy day. <laughs> the ritual took place early that morning in a Eustace cemetery. Where else? It, it says Rod took a significant amount of LSD. Right. Cut himself with a razor blade and then she drank it. Ugh. And that's another thing. If they hadn't made that deal and he hadn't have taken the LSD. Right. Would this have happened? Oh, God. So a significant amount seems like a wrong amount. Seems like an amount you should take. It seems like I would think any amount really. I don't know how much LSD it takes. Yeah. I've never done... Yeah. And any, I've and never like, done any sort of hallucinogenic thing. No, and I haven't either. But, like, is that in his... I don't... I'm not a doctor, but is that, like, in his bloodstream? Does she have it in... Like, is she wild and hopped up on... I would think. It would have to have some effect on her, but I don't know. I don't know. And then how much of his blood did she? would she have to drink to really be affected also, by it? like, the smell of it is not... Like, I don't... Uh-uh. The smell of blood? Yeah, like, no. why would you want to continue to drink But that? they're vampires. They like how it. How much did she have to consume? I don't know. It doesn't say enough to become a vampire yeah and that like changed her quick i guess (laughs) well so she stays it's just scott and rod that go to the the house to get the car so i'm guessing she's just staying like with charity and dana and oh okay you know huh turning in the field just like changing into her new form of yes sparkly glittering glistening in the sun very Blonde hair. Yeah, red right? eyes. That's what I expect. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my haircut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener exciting. and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good 
hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Then they go to get the car. And when they get there, Rod and Scott enter the house to their garage. Now right there, I'm, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Because they weren't supposed to go in the house. All they had to do was get the car. Yeah. But they were not planning to kill anybody. Right. But then maybe they had to get the keys. Maybe they needed a snack. <laughs> <laughs> All that LSD. <laughs> They're hot. They've got the munchies. I mean, maybe. Honestly. Like, I don't know what happens. I've never know. done any of that because I'm like, I am positive I would have a bad trip if I did anything. Oh, I would get so anxious, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would freak out yeah. for sure. Oh, I know yeah. myself well enough. It would not yeah, be no, a good, no. it wouldn't be a good deal. No. It's not that I have any problem with the drug itself. Yeah. I, I just, just am terrified of mm, what would happen to no. me. When they go into the house, Heather's dad was asleep on the couch and Roderick attacked him with the crowbar that he just so happened to have with him, even though they were huh? not planning to kill anyone. What? Did he bring it with him from his car? This What's was he doing? totally a peaceful mission, Kara. Gosh. But they decided to go in the house with a crowbar. What on earth? They hit him in the face 22 times. I'm sorry for telling what? you. What? I'm sorry. 22? That's 22 okay. times in the face with a crowbar. Lizzie it's Blaine awful. Took an nope. Her 40 <laughs> when she saw what she had done. Yeah. Gave her father 41. 41, so that's worse. Yeah, but still, like, that's... Mm. Her mom hears the attack, comes running in from the kitchen, and she's got a cup of hot coffee, and she throws it in Rod's face. <gasps> Good for her. I know. I know. It's a way to be resourceful. Get him. And Rod said that he had not intended to kill her until that moment. She pissed him off. Right. He's uh, like, I was actually going... He actually said that. I was actually going to let her live, but that pissed me off. What? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So he's gross. Um, And then, you know... Let's not forget that they are vampires. Right. So they danced around the dead bodies. Stop. That was part of their... Is that what vampires do? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that particular bit. I have But I mean, they're the vampires. They would know. Right. How, who are we to question? Who, yeah. We are He's been a vampire for 500 years, Kara. Studied up on this. No. Mm -mm. They also stole a bunch of stuff, including the families for to explore. Okay. So then they get in the Yeah, because they had to go get their friends. Right. They got to go to New Orleans 
and live happily ever after. So right. forever and ever and all eternity because he's already 500. They're vampires. Yeah, he's right. going to just continue to gracefully age. So they go back <laughs> to get the people and to get the girls. And Heather, keep in mind, has no idea that this has happened. Oh, my gosh. Because when they left oh, Heather. yeah. She's just in a field somewhere. Yeah. <gasps> and they said they were just going to steal the car. Yeah. There was no plan to kill her Don't parents. Don't have a crowbar in my hands. She thought the original plan was all that had happened, and she left with them. And then her sister goes home and discovers the bodies, which is horrible. They took off for New Orleans. They wound up in Louisiana. And the police tracked them down after one of them called their grandparents to get some money. (laughs) Hey, uh, Mama, I need a... I did this thing. And you know that grandmother was probably like, she's a good person. She's just... She's just she fell in just, with the wrong crowd. She's just confused about her life choices right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just sure of it. Yeah, that would Because be... your grandparents always think the best of you. So I'm sure that yeah, her grandmother was just like, oh, nothing wrong. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna tell the police, but it's going to be okay because I know you. Everything's going to be fine and you're, you're going to tell angel. them everything and you're going to come home and be okay. It'll all be fine. In the car, they found a bloodstained bed sheet. Okay. Which at first I thought was from the murder. Right. And I... Started thinking, I bet it was from the turning ritual. Oh. Because I don't know why they would have brought a bloodstained bedsheet from the house. Yeah. And there's a paperback book with spells for conjuring demons. Whoa. And they also found a copy of an Anne Rice novel, Queen of the Damned, and a book called The Ultimate Dracula. Oh. Along with several children's movies, including The Lion King. <laughs> what? And Aladdin. Huh. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. It's like vampire, vampire, vampire. Also, Lion King and Elasmin. Elasmin. <laughs> Elasmin is now forever what it's called. Yes. Don't change it. Okay. This is it. I, it's a weird when, Also, when are they going to watch those? Like when they get to the hotel in New Orleans? Maybe the children's movies were already in the car. Although, from what I understand, both of the kids in that family were, like, older teenagers. But, yeah. I mean, I watched Disney movies till oh, I, I was, like, watch, in college. Yeah. I still watch Disney movies. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I love Frozen. At first, Rod said he was being framed by a rival vampire gang. There's more than one. There area? are multiple rival vampire <gasps> gangs. You watch Twilight. You know yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, this is true. There are others the that are, like, meaner. Yeah. Or not as mean. With all the powers, too. Yeah. Huh. They can jump real high. Really high. Eventually, um, he dropped that and pled guilty. Mm. And he was sentenced to death. And oh. from 1998 to 2000, he was the youngest person on death row in Florida. But now he's off death row because um, the law changed and they changed his sentence to life in prison because of his age at the time of the crime. Oh. So since he was a minor. Because I think huh. he was 16 when all this happened. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scott Anderson, who was the one that went into the house with him, he got two life sentences in prison, but that was admitted to 40 years because there's, like, some question about how much involvement he actually had in the murder. And apparently, oh. according to Scott, he tried to calm Rod down Visago. in the middle. Visago. <laughs> tried to calm Visago down mid-crazy crowbar oh. attack. Which, I mean, to be fair, can you imagine... What you would do. Going into a house and being like... And your buddy just starts beating the hell out of somebody with a crowbar to the face. And you're just like, wow. What is happening? Right. Were they expecting the parents to be home? I think so. 
I don't know what time of day it was. Like the dad was asleep, but the mom was getting coffee. So was it right. early in the morning right. or I don't know, middle of the night? Yeah. Charity got 10 years and Dana got 17 years. I have no idea why, because they weren't involved in the murder unless it's just this theft of the car. Yeah. And maybe like. Aiding and abetting. Yeah. Like not turning them in. Yeah. Um, Harboring a fugitive now. <laughs> maybe. I mean, Heather, the daughter, she was not charged with anything, which I am happy with. Yeah. Because my impression is that poor Heather. Like Memel said, she got. Oh, she got caught wrong, up with the wrong crowd. The wrong she woman. met the wrong boy. She oh. moved to that town and met this boy. And he's like, I'm a 500 year old vampire. You've been abducted by your family. Oh, I know I'm everything. To get you. I'm so wise. Oh. I feel like he was probably pretty overbearing. Yeah. Um, the year. Oh, this is the part that you're going to. Let's go back. Remember how I told you that we're not going to like his mom. Right. The year after the murder, uh-huh. after her son has been con- like convicted, he's committed he's this jail. murder. Okay. Where he thought he was a vampire. That whole thing. Uh-huh. Okay. When Sandra, the mother, was 34. Sandra. She was charged with criminal solicitation to commit rape in the third degree and criminal solicitation to commit sodomy in the third degree when she was caught writing love letters to a 14-year-old boy. Huh? Her son would only be, what, 17? Yeah. 18-ish? Ew. In those letters, she talked about wanting him to cross her over while having sex. Huh. Do you know what that means? You ever been crossed over? I don't... But I cannot <laughs> say that I have. You're so vanilla. Um, uh, that's a blood-drinking ritual that transforms a person into a vampire. Oh, and he's responsible for doing that for her. Yes, because I guess she believed that he was a vampire. And he was going to take over the clan? I guess she knew, like, I'm not a vampire, but I can become one. Okay. And maybe she thought this boy was a hundreds-year-old vampire. Right. So, it had an excerpt from her letter. Oh, God. I'm just going to read it. It's great. I longed to be near you for your embrace. Yes, to become a vampire, a part of the family, immortal, and truly yours forever. I only hope that one day you will once again return to Murray. You will then come for me and cross me over and I will be your bride for eternity. This is my favorite part. And you, my sire. I don't like her. There's like 14. (laughs) My sire. Like there's 14 year old kids in my neighborhood that set fireworks off at tree stumps. Like I don't. What about She's, that says, let me no. send you some love letters? I can't imagine. No. I can't. I just. Uh-uh. And then her attorney, her attorney defended this as free, street, free speech protected by the First Amendment. <laughs> Where'd he come from? <laughs> it's her right, Kara, to say what she wants. She can write whatever she wants She's to. She's just being expressive. It's her right. Good God. <laughs> and that is the story of the Kentucky Vampire Clan. I told you, it's it's Vampires. a rough one. There's a lot of, like, mm, grossness Cringy. about it. So it seemed perfect for our first episode. Yes, I love it. <laughs> what is your next episode going to be about? Uh, I'm doing a uh, Kentucky mystery. Uh, some extraterrestrial mysteries. Nice. Yes. Nice. Okay, so guys, if you liked this episode, you can... Subscribe, listen to more, share with your friends. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. Our personal ones are at Megan underscore Whitmer. And I'm at 
Oak in Maine. And then our um, podcast one is at Witches Magic Murder Mystery on Instagram. Yes. So give us a follow, share our stuff, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>